Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor and Bible teacher, Dr. David Pinkerton, and I'm glad to be sharing this message, this Bible study with you. I'm glad you're sharing the broadcast with me as well. Here we are January the 6th, our first Saturday in the new year of 2024. Oh, it's exciting. These are going to, these really are exciting times we're living in. They're exciting times to be a child of God, serving Jesus Christ faithfully, sharing his gospel and lifting him up to a lost world and sharing his love with those around us. That's what God has called us to do. And we're grateful today that you've tuned in. I want you to open your Bibles, go to the New Testament book of Philippians chapter number four, Philippians chapter number four, and I'm going to share a message with you, a study with you today on how to have good mental health, good biblical mental health, biblical steps toward mental health in 2024. And I think you'll find it very, very practical. So we're going to look at that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to give a shout out. We've got a new listener today, and we're grateful. Our friend Celia Nelson from Artistic Hair Design in Harrisburg, Illinois. She does Dorinda and I's hair, and we're grateful. She's a longtime friend of ours, her and her mother, and we're grateful. She's tuned in today, going to be listening. And uh, Celia is a fantastic person, wonderful Christian, and we're glad that she's tuned in today, and we're thankful for her. Celia at Artistic Hair Design in Harrisburg, Illinois. And also, want to also remind you is our friend Tanny down at Tanny's Grill and Chill in Golconda, Illinois, right across from the Pope County Courthouse. If you're looking for some good food, I'm telling you, you've heard me say it a lot, you got to go down there. Dorinda and I were down there just recently. And Tanny's located on 319 Main Street in Golconda, across from the Pope County Courthouse. And she's open Mondays from 10.30 in the morning to 7. She's closed on Tuesdays. Wednesdays from 10.30 to 7. Thursdays, 10.30 to 7. Fridays, if you like fish, and you know I do, it's a great time to go down there. Her fish is wonderful. Fridays from 8 in the morning till 8 in the, 8 in the evening. Saturdays from 8 to 8. And Sundays from 9 to 3. Go to Tanny's Grill and Chill. Check her out. You'll be glad you did. Great friendly atmosphere, great portions, um, generous food, wonderful service, and the food is very fair priced. So take a trip down to Tanny's. And if you're in Harrisburg, go visit Artistic Hair Design with Celia. So we're glad they're listening today as well. So go to Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. And we're going to take a look this morning at what God says about how we can have good mental health in 2024. You see, it's important to understand that God cares and loves each of us so much. He wants us to be healthy and he addresses that. So let's take a look. Philippians chapter four, verse six, be careful. In other words, don't be consumed with anxious care or worried. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Look at verse number 7 again. And the peace of God, 
The very peace that God has, folks, is what God has for us as well. That's what he wants for his children, his very peace. See, you see, we've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. We've put our faith in Jesus and been born again spiritually. Awake and alert now unto God, because our sins have been forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ died on the cross vicariously and shed his blood in our place so that he could take all of my sins, past, present, and future, all of your sins, past, present, and future, and he did that for everyone that's ever lived, living, or will live. Christ died for the sins of the whole world. He was buried in the tomb and resurrected the third day. And when we as sinners recognize we're sinners, we've sinned and broken the Ten Commandments, we've violated God's law of perfect righteousness, which is the Ten Commandments, then we realize we need a Savior. And the only Savior is Jesus Christ and Him alone. And then you put your faith in Him, trust in Him to be your personal Savior. God forgives you based upon the sin, the blood that Jesus shed for you, and he bore your sins in the, on the tree. So Jesus paid your price, and when we trust him as Savior, God takes the forgiveness Jesus provided and applies it to us, his righteousness imputed unto us because of his sinlessness and his blood atonement, burial and resurrection. So if you're not trusted Christ as Savior, you need to trust him as your personal Savior today. Bow your head and ask him to come into your heart and save you and forgive you of your sins. And Jesus will do that. In Philippians chapter 4, so then you become a Christian, a child of God. And God has the perfect recipe for having good mental health in 2024. I want to remind you, like I often do, when we open the Bible, the Bible opens the mind of God. So let's see what God has to teach us today. And as you're turning over to Philippians chapter 4, Remember, folks, God still lives, and the Bible is right. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And we're going to look at God's instructions today on how to have good mental health in 2024. But before we do, let's pray. Our Father, bless the reading and the study of your word. Help us to read it, heed it, have it in our hearts and minds, and have our minds focused towards you. And may we be instructed, informed, illumined, encouraged, and challenged by the Bible, your word, today. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So let's take a look. Let's get into this this morning. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7. And the peace of God. I'm going to refocus on that for a moment. The very peace that God has, which passeth all understanding. In other words, it's hard to describe. You really can't come up with the words to accurately, humanly describe the peace that God gives. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm happy to report to you this morning that God is still working in the hearts and in the minds of people across this region, in this town, across this country, and across the world today. Sadly, many people today are living under the shadow of, men, of a mental collapse. I recently read, within the last couple of days, that the World Health Organization is going to list stress as a worldwide epidemic in 2024. The Bible is 
teaching us that in the latter days, hearts of men shall fail them for fear. And we're there, folks. We're in the last days before Christ comes again. You see, the world is having a complete mental breakdown. Statistics are showing that one in five Americans deals with a mental issue, a mental problem. And four out of five American families will need mental counseling in 2024. Now, that's huge. That's a lot of people affected. But I got good news for you today, that God wants you to have good mental health in 2024. And what does the Bible say about mental health? Well, I want to remind you this morning before we look at it that the Bible speaks to every human need, our spiritual need, born again, redeemed through Christ, and then spiritual strengthening as we read and study the Word of God. And then we, as we see it, we put it into practice in our life. We become strengthened in our spirit, strengthened in our spiritual man. We become stronger spiritually. But he deals with spiritual need, emotional need. That's mental. Physically. He deals with us. And financially, God has the remedy for what we need. And God wants you to be a healthy person in 2024. How important is that? That's something you need to get down in your heart. God wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be healthy. That's his plan. God wants to preserve you in time as he prepares you for eternity. And that's what he's doing. The Bible says we're growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he he which hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he's working within our hearts, folks, every day through trial, through tragedy, through triumph to get us to refocus on him and saturate ourselves with the word of God. More of that in just a moment. So God is interested in you. How do we know that? Because Isaiah 26 and verse 3 tells us, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Some of you remember that song of the the old hymn, Stayed on Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed. Finding perfect peace and rest, stayed on Jehovah. So keep your mind focused on Christ in 2024. Focus your thoughts, your dreams, your desires, your emotions on Jesus Christ. Listen to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Notice this now, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord means master. You trust him to be saved, and he's first of all your savior. And then as you yield to his teachings in the word of God, and you put him into practice, then he becomes your Lord, your master. So Jesus is first your savior, 
And then as we yield to his teachings and the Holy Spirit's work in our life, he becomes Lord. So the question is this to us. Do you have the mind of Christ? Do you have the mind of Christ? Or are you allowing the devil to fulfill your mind or fill your mind with fear, doubt, sinful lusts, or the worldly drama that takes place in today's society? We know that takes place on social media, over the news nightly. The news is all about drama 99% of the time it appears. You see, folks, we live in a Babylonian system. That's the worldly system in which we live in. And this worldly Babylonian system is corrupt, it's depraved, it's deprived, and it's filled with worldly drama. That's why we need to have the mind of Jesus Christ. Do we have it? 2 Timothy 1.7 teaches us, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm not a very good joke teller, but I want to read a joke to you. Here it is, and I quote, You've heard about the old fellow that said, I can live with my arthritis. My dentures fit just fine. I can see through my bifocals, but I sure do miss my mind. End of quote. I think we all could say, yeah, right there. We sure do miss our mind sometimes, don't we? But here are some biblical steps toward having good mental peace and good mental health in 2024. Jot these down and write them down, okay? Number one, number one, get the poisons out of your mind. Get the poisons out of your mind. Now, if you were having an appendicitis attack, and if you've been one of the unfortunate people to have that, and I have, and the doctor, they did the blood work when you presented to the emergency room. They looked at the results of the blood work and they said, well, you're having a, you need an appendectomy. You're having an appendicitis attack. Your appendix are filled with poison and it's trying to burst. Would you want to wait for a few more days to make the pain go away? Or would you want to say, ah, oh, doc, I'll wait for about a week. Let me pray about it and think about it first. Or would you say, no, I want to get it removed right now. Why? Because that poison in, secreted in our system, should the appendix burst, is going to cause us major problems and possibly could kill us. We would want it removed immediately. And that's what God is teaching us today in today's lesson. There are things that must be taken care of now, and your mind must be taken care of right now. Because your mind and body, and your body is affected by how your mind thinks, your mind and body is what? Can't tolerate the poisons. Cannot tolerate the poisons. It's that, it's that simple. God made us that way. A Christian neurosurgeon by the name of Dr. Adrian Taylor said, and I quote, Anger, fear, resentment, antagonism, jealousy, hate, and the like are all so important in the consideration of a patient's story that I have come to believe that they play a predominant role in the majority of, even, of every surgical case. A large majority of surgical cases that come to me should never have really come. Most of these cases began as wrong moral and mental attitudes of the patient. In other words, stinking thinking. These became organic or structural disease. At this point, when I get them as a surgeon... I have to deal with it 
but these could have been headed off by the right kind of Christian principles. End of quote. And we're going to look at Christian or biblical principles today to help us have the right mental peace for 2024. And the first thing is to get rid of all the poisons. Well, let me break down the poisons. There are three of them I want to note. Number one, jealousy. Get rid of the poison of jealousy, the old green-eyed monster. In Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 34, God teaches us, the wise man, David, or I'm sorry, Solomon says, for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Song of Solomon, chapter 8 and verse 6. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. If you're a jealous person, there are one of three reasons why. Number one, someone has more than you have. Number two, someone knows more than you know. Or number three, someone can do more than you do. You see, jealousy has ruined countless marriages. It has broken up many homes. Jealousy has split many churches. Jealousy has neutralized many friendships. Well, how do we get the victory over jealousy, Pastor David? I'm glad you asked because God's Word has the answers. Number one, we must see it for what it is. It's a sin. And in 1 John 1, 9... God teaches us, believers, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess it to God as sin, receive God's cleansing, and then Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit, which means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is controlling us, He's going to manifest the fruit that Galatians talks about, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. So we must get rid of the poisons. The first one is jealousy. The second one is anger. Science teaches us that each time we get angry, a poisonous enzyme is secreted into our system. So we're slowly killing ourselves by degrees every time we get angry. What's the Bible say? What did King David say about uh, anger. Well, Psalm chapter 37 and verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 4, the wise man says, wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. The wise man goes on to tell us in Proverbs 22 and verse 24, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 9, anger resteth, now this one's tough, listen close, this affects us all. All of these affects me and you and everyone. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. I didn't call you a fool. God says we're fools if anger rests in our bosom. And Paul addresses it to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 30 and 31 where he talks about, let all anger and wrath and clamor and evil speaking be put away with you and all bitterness. So God deals with the poison of anger. And how does he do that? Well, he does it through the word of God. 
So let's let the Holy Spirit give us victory over anger. Well, how do we do that, Pastor David? Just like we just mentioned. 1 John 1, 9. Notice that anger, recognize it as sin. Confess it as sin, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Receive the cleansing and the forgiveness, and then ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, be filled with the Spirit. And when we are filled with the Spirit, then we'll start manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Let's look at a third poison. As we're getting the poisons out of our mind, we've seen jealousy, we've seen anger. The third poison is an unforgiving spirit. And this one is a toughie. I believe this one is going to affect more of us as Christians than anything else. The Bible teaches for the believer, we're going to stand before Christ at the Bema seat. That's for all born-again believers. And God's going to judge us. He said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the deeds that have been done in their body, whether they be good or whether they be evil. And he's talking about Christians, those that have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, believers. We're all going to stand before him, but I believe the unforgiving spirit is going to be the one that causes us to lose most rewards. You see, an unforgiving spirit, and I understand it, I've been there, is unchristlike, it's ugly, it is hideous, it's harmful, it's hurtful, it's destructive, it's despicable, and it's detrimental to the spiritual and mental health of the person who has it. Listen to Luke chapter 6 and verse 37. Jesus is speaking. When Jesus speaks, there's no greater high or nor higher authority in this world, Jesus Christ. He said, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. In Mark chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, Jesus speaking again, says, and when ye stand praying, Forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if any not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Well, then Peter approaches. Remember, O Peter, O impetuous Peter. Peter decides to test Jesus, I suppose, and he asks him, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother if he sin against me. And you can read that on your own in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 and 22. And he said, 70 times seven. So, you know, old Peter, he probably began to start calculating in his mind how, how many times that would be. And if you're like Peter and you're calculating how many times you need to forgive someone, then that means you're filled with unforgiveness because Jesus was teaching principle that the principle to Peter that we should constantly be forgiving those who have sinned against us. And here's the truth, and here's why. You see, I have wronged people, and so have you. I've had people wrong me, and so have you. A lot of those wrongs are done in a church. It shouldn't be, but it is. And that causes offense. And if the offense is not dealt with, it becomes anger. And anger not dealt with becomes bitterness. And that bitterness becomes unforgiveness. 
And that unforgiveness affects so many people, especially the person. So we must get the poison out of our lives. How do we do that, Pastor David? 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then once we've done that and received the cleansing, then be filled with the Spirit or controlled by the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, control you. And when he begins to control us, then we're going to start manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I've repeated all three of those on purpose. So how are we going to have good mental health in 2024? What are the biblical steps? Number one, get the poisons out of your life. Number two, fill your mind with good thoughts. Think about Jesus Christ constantly, day and night. Read verses like Psalm 23. Read Psalm 23 five times a day. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 five times a day. It's the love chapter. And God will begin to renew your heart because we're focused upon Christ. We're focused upon the Word of God. This Babylonian system that we live in is bombarding you through your cell phone, through news blurbs, through social media, Everything to distract your mind from being on where it should be, and that's Jesus. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee, because he trusteth in thee. We read that, Isaiah 26. Let your mind be focused. So number two, fill your mind with good thoughts. Philippians 4.8 says, Whatsoever things are good, true, lovely, and virtuous, think on these things. Don't let your mind think about things that are wrong. Don't let your mind be affected by this world Babylonian system. Ask God to help us. Stay focused upon Jesus Christ and the Bible. And the joy of the Lord's going to be your strength. Quickly. The third way that we can have good mental health in 2024 is accept your responsibilities and obligations in life. Someone said, and I quote, the reason some people do not see an opportunity is because it comes dressed in work clothes. End of quote. You see, a good day's work is a wonderful therapy for our mind. God wants us to work. If you can work, He wants you to work. Find what God has you to do. Let me give you some suggestions. Be involved in work that will outlast this life. In ministry, share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone through a gospel tract. Invite someone to church. Ask God to show you how you can help someone through demonstrating the love of Christ by doing a chore for them, doing a kindness for them. Be involved in some kind of spiritual work that will bless you, and it will outlast you, and you'll be rewarded in heaven. But then also in this life, God knows we have to pay our bills, so he gives us jobs. Be a person with a work ethic. Now, I realize that some people cannot work, and I'm very sensitive to that, and I'm grateful that in our system of government, state and federal, we have systems to help people that cannot work, and I'm thankful for that. But if you can work, then you should work. A good day's work is wonderful therapy for the mind, and when you do a job well, it brings peace to your mind. Listen to what God said in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 9 through the wise man. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. And Paul reminded the church at Thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 in verse number 8 through 10. He said, hey, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We weren't, be, we weren't beholden to any man, 
You notice we work night and day so that we weren't accountable to any of you. Paul jumped in and made tents with Priscilla and Aquila. He jumped in beside them and worked with them. And then he ministered too. I appreciate pastors who are bivocational. I appreciate people in churches who work a day's work, come to church at night to study. They go out in ministry to share the gospel and to work. God is seeing that. God is blessing you for that in this life, but he'll also bless it in the life to come. So God wants you to be healthy in 2024 and to have a clear mind and good, strong, healthy mental health. So if we get the poisons out of our mind, and then if we, number two, fill our mind with good thoughts, and number three, accept our responsibilities and obligations in life and go to work, we're going to enjoy 2024 with God's blessings. So if you haven't trusted Christ as Savior, do that. Bow your head and ask him, Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my Savior and take me to heaven. Folks, support WXAN Radio. It's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. We're grateful. Pray for WXAN Radio. Support it financially. We're grateful that you've listened to the Good Tidings Radio broadcast here on January the 6th. And we ask you to continue to, to keep looking up Jesus' control and then is in control. And remember, God wants you to be have a healthy mind in 2024. If you would like to have access to this sermon, you can go to wxanradio.com, send Will a note, he'll send you the link, or you can email me at drdave13 at gmail.com, and I'll forward you the link as well. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And on behalf of the Pinkerton family, we pray that you'll have good tidings of great joy to all people, because you're focused upon Jesus Christ. God bless you all. Good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. He's finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. Oh, There's yes. No to fear. For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not.